You're listening to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Great to be back, Platt. I know it's, it's been a been too long, but the uh, the old L word gets in the way. It's called life, but I'm excited for today's show. How you doing down there, buddy? I'm good, man. And I take the, the blame for what's going on or what, what hasn't been going on because part of being in a warm climate is <laughs> you actually get to live your life and do things. And I know you're, you're starting to get a, a taste of that up north right now, but when it's 75 to 85 degrees every day and you can be outside and you can go to the beach and the pool and play tennis and golf, it's like, it's tough to be inside. And and you can't see my studio right now, but I'm literally in a closet in a bedroom uh, in order to try to get it to be quiet here because there's birds chirping, there's rabbits hopping, there's everything going on outside. It's like a jungle here. Wait, so you're telling me that you're not hunkered down, worrying about the next vaccine shot, wearing masks, hearing about local schools and COVID going rampant. Um, So you're living that different kind of life down there. Is that what you're saying? You're not going to the Meadowlands like I did yesterday for a shot in the arm? Let me let me take it a step further. We went we, my wife and I went to go get ice cream uh, last weekend. We were in downtown Naples, Florida, and my wife forgot her mask. We had dinner outside and we walked across the street and we look inside the ice cream place and none of the employees who are serving the ice cream have masks on. Oh it, it, it is just a different world, different experience. I love it. Well, Platt, I'll set the scene for you now just to make your comeback whenever that is when you grace us with your comeback up north. <laughs> it is 70 on the nose. Just got gas and the gas attendant was in a, was in a short sleeve t-shirt. There's still snow in different spots where it was, you know, plowed up into a big mound of now it's real, it looks really dirty and disgusting, but I'll tell you what, we're we're I could see the light at the end of the tunnel with this snow shit. And I got to tell you, golf courses should be opened up in about two weeks. So whenever whenever you're planning uh, to head back up, you will be happy with the situation. Now, in the past, Platt, we have been blessed or screwed with a snowstorm out of nowhere in April. So I can't rule it out. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but right now it couldn't be a more gorgeous day. And everybody, like like down there, is outside because you just don't know when it can end. Well, the best is that like when, when it's 65 or 70 in New York, people are in T-shirts and shorts. Manny would be in a bathing suit right now outside tanning himself with like – Oh, yeah, oil, Oakley's on. With Oakley's on and oil on his body. Uh, but, you know, if you come down here and it's 65 or 70 or you go to the West Coast and it's 65 or 70, people are in jackets and are freezing. Oh, yeah, a little golf windbreaker, maybe a little fleece. Yeah. Very soft, white, a lot of white hair. Well, you got, oh. the, you got the fake – you have the fake – spring right now because in about a week or two it's going to be freezing again like you said and that's when it's like stop messing with me i know i don't want to jinx it platt well <laughs> i'll tell you right now platt it's march i'm so looking forward to getting back into the uh into the sports world because there's a lot of good things that'll happen um i do want to touch on first a couple things that me and you have been speaking offline about which has uh pissed us off number one and number two um it's it's, it's a little sad that the players have started to really rule uh, certain leagues. And I'm going to start out with this before I get to what's happening in today's world. Now, LeBron James went on the air in front of millions of people 
and basically decided that they were going to put together the big three and they were going to go down to Miami and basically orchestrate a championship. And we've mentioned this on the show before, but after year after year, what we're seeing is that, and, you know, case in point with the Nets, which we've mentioned, it's just like the players are completely running the entire league. And last week, you even said to me, you're like, oh, my God, is LaMarcus Aldridge really going to, you know, be available to go to the, the Lakers or another team for a title run? Yes, that is exactly what's going to happen. And that's free agency during the season. That happens in all sports. But with the Harden, Durant, and KD thing, and what LeBron has done since that day, I feel like he changed sports when him and Wade and Bosh went down there and win that title. It's almost like, you know, us choosing teams in the backyard. It's it's trying to, you know, basically win a title for one year. There There is no loyalty toward a franchise. And now they look at the contracts and they say, this guy's got a year left. Go ahead. I read this morning that Popovich basically gave permission to Aldridge. He's 35. He's been in the NBA 15 years. He's got rings. And he's like, go ahead. You know, it, it's, it's almost like acceptable now, Platt. And when you said last week, like you can't believe it. Now I'm starting to get in back into the NBA. And you're kind of turning aside like, you know, this just isn't right. I could argue both sides. You're, you're absolutely right. And it also is fun only because I think of the New York drawer. If the Nets weren't in Brooklyn, I think I don't know. I don't know what I would feel. But this city and this area really needed something. And I hopped on that train and I'm looking forward to it. But Platt, getting back to the point, the players are running the hen house. Yeah, you, you brought up that, you know, you, we were joking over text. You're like, this is like, you know, picking your whiffball team at Woodcliffe and, and picking the, the five best players or 10 best players you want on your team. That's it's exactly what it is. It's it's gym class with, you know, you There's don't get friendships involved, Platt, like friends. Yeah, but it's like you, it's not it's not fair because it's not like you get one pick and then I get one pick and then you get one pick and I get one pick. It's like you get six picks and I have no say in the matter. And, and that's what, that's what it's coming down to You hit the nail on the head. It's a player's league now. And you have players dictating where they want to go. Blake Griffin, perfect example, gets the buyout in Detroit and then has his pick and he wants to go to the Nets to get a ring. And I know Blake Griffin isn't the player that he used to be, but for me as a casual fan of the sport, it makes me dislike the Nets. And I know we're local guys, so we should be pulling for them. And what it really makes me do take it a step further is it, it, I lose so much respect for Kevin Durant because where where does he where does his legacy fall it's like in oklahoma city he didn't have a choice but he had harden and westbrook and then they blew that up then he goes to golden state and wins a title with durant and clay and draymond and all that talent then he doesn't just go to a team and become the building block of that team he goes and gets Kyrie. then they go and get harden now blake griffin's there so for me it's like if now what are the lakers going to do the lakers are going to probably go sign lamarcus aldridge or they're going to somehow pull some rabbit out of their hat and get somebody via a trade and it's getting to be absurd and I'm all for it being a player's league but bags I mean who who in the east is going to even take a game or two off the nets in a playoff series Philly give me a break 
I don't see anybody. The only thing that I can see happening with the Nets is that we brought this up a couple weeks ago where they don't play every night. They just don't play. And God forbid there's an injury to one of these guys. I still think they can compete, but I don't think they can win it. I think Durant, Kyrie, and Harden can absolutely win this title, no problem. But they have to... You know, they have to get ready to play in a series. Like, they're not playing every night. I think but they're all under 20 games, I think, with the Nets. And if you're going to go, you know, play three or four conference or three or four series and then and then take on the three series and then take on LeBron and maybe go seven, you got to start getting ready for that, like physically. Because, you know, Le- Le- LeBron, and I don't know AD status, but I'm going to assume he's going to be there. And they're going to wait and make sure he's completely healthy. Although the Achilles always scares me. But they have to get into much better game shape. First of all, they got to play a little better D. But I, I will say, they don't really play a lot. And all of a sudden, if one of them goes down because they're not physically ready or they sprain an ankle, all of a sudden, this one and done is gone. So they really have to win it this year because you have no idea what these head cases could do next year. They can, you know, they can get a fight in the offseason at one of their homes and be like, I'm not playing with you. That's what it's come down to. It's like, you know, best friends. And you mentioned the Lakers are going to go out and get another guy. I heard Cousins. I heard the guy from Sacramento. I heard the uh, power forward from Cleveland. Yeah, that's great. And uh, probably they're also assuming what if AD doesn't come back? So they actually have the GM actually has to look at that, even though the GM, I think, is LeBron. The GM has to at least have in his mind that there's a chance that Davis might not be back. If Davis is not back, the Vegas odds have to change of the Nets winning it all because who the heck can beat them out there? No, nobody's yeah. get nobody's given the Jazz credit, Platt. Nobody. And, and understandably so, because in a seven-game series, do you really think that that Mitchell and Gobert are going to beat the Lakers? No shot. Like they're one of the, the. How many teams have we seen over the course of NBA seasons that are nice regular season teams? Go go to last year. Look at the Denver Nuggets. Like they went sixty games, and, and all. I don't know if they won sixty, but you know, great regular season team. Come playoff time, are you going to put your faith in them? No shot. Platt, I also think the Jazz have always teased us, even with Malone and Stockton. And the one thing I will say, and COVID's going to come into play with this, the crowd actually did matter back in, you know, the the Chicago arena days. The crowd mattered when they went out to Utah. The crowd mattered when you went to L.A. and San Antonio. You know where I'm going. With the COVID, Platt, them playing the Jazz on the road, honestly means nothing to me right like like that would be a difficult task if there was 20,000 people in the arena going berserk hoping the jazz can bring them their first nba title because we've never seen them do it they've always been a steady franchise now they're on top best record in the league quinn schneider great coach they got young superstars that no one needs no one has heard of LeBron didn't even take him on his all-star team, which I won't. That's the last time I'll mention the all-star game. Mm-hmm. But, 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 Platt, I mean, do you really see anybody knocking off the nets during a COVID year where home field advantage means nothing and away games have no bearing? It's almost like hockey. Do you know what I mean, Platt? I, I can't give anybody a shot. Right now I'm saying the Knicks will win it. Knicks will win it. I mean, the, the, the Brooklyn – 
will win it all, and there's no way the Lakers with an, an average AD can stay with them. And I actually think it would probably go earlier than seven games, and I think, I think Brooklyn will win it. Yeah, I mean, look, it all comes down to health. I mean, the Nets have been steamrolling people without KD. So, you know, obviously when he comes back, they're going to be that much better. I don't think that any team in the East has a prayer at beating them. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, the Knicks will sneak into the playoffs and no one's going to want to play them. But the upper echelon teams, Boston, there's a lot of holes in that team. Philadelphia, a lot of holes in that team. Milwaukee, lot of holes in that team i just can't see anybody coming along and i mean no one's gonna i'd be shocked if anyone takes them six games but and and the same goes for the lakers in the west i mean the clippers and the jazz can can compete with them but lakers fully healthy against nets fully healthy and i'm sure we said lakers will make one more move here it is going to be a fantastic series for the fans and yeah and and, and if and if Embiid wasn't the best player on philly then i would change my mind but the center position i just don't i don't see him playing with the the three from brooklyn no and and eric ed um, I want to get to your beloved Knicks plot. I've been dying to talk to you about this Knicks for weeks now. I know you're paying attention. I know you got them on whatever streaming you got them on down there. I'm so excited for you more than anyone. You've been waiting for a while. I got the Knicks at 19 and 18, five and a half out of first. They're playing like a team. Platt, there's fans that are back at a reasonable price. Compliments to Dolan. What are your thoughts on this team? You mentioned before nobody's going to want to play them. Fans in the garden are not, but there will be fans. Nobody would want to play this team because they play defense. Give me, give me a little plat loving for the New York Knickerbockers. I just, it, they're just fun to watch right now, and we, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. This is what they needed, right? They, they were so infatuated with offense and the sexiness and D'Antonio and the guy they got from Miami and Hornacek and all these guys that were going to reinvigorate the Garden. The Garden breathes and lives with defense. That's the what best the chant in sports. The, the best defensive chant in sports. Absolutely, and and that's what the Knicks were always about when they were great, even. Back in the day when they won a title, you know, you talk to our dads about it. I mean, they it was ball control and finesse, but they were a good defensive basketball team. And that, you know, New York City is a gritty, hard-nosed town, and the defense wins. And Thibodeau has done a phenomenal job with this team. And, yes, they got a good second-round or late first-round draft pick and quickly, whatever he ended up being. And they they've, they did well in the draft for once. I'm still – Obi Toppin, the jury's still out. I mean, the kid who went to Sacramento who who was drafted after him is playing phenomenal. So, you know, that remains to be seen. But they're fun to watch. R.J. Barrett is starting to come into his own. Randall is having an all-star season. They're playing great defense. They have some depth now. I'm not not looking at this going, oh, my God, they're going to take a deep run in the playoffs. But if you're Philly or Boston, you don't want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. They have nothing to lose. They play great defense they're going to try to keep the game low scoring and try to keep the game close and you never know what happens yeah Platt uh, you know uh, you know I love point guards and I was the NBA this is the most I've watched in a long time I'm noticing that Harden brings up the ball for the Nets most of the time and LeBron brings up the ball for the Lakers most of the time so I'm kind of 
leading toward, you know, maybe there really doesn't need to be a field general anymore because whoever is bringing up the ball, they're going into their offensive set either way. Granted, there's also no Iverson who can bring up the ball and, and, and create his own shot. There's not a lot of point guards anymore that are pure point guards that are, that are actually scorers. So the fact that the Knicks have have this nice little culture going where they're going to play D, move the ball, and yes, they have an all-star who's scoring the most he's ever scored. It's great. I'd love to see him here long-term. But you're right. The draft picks have stepped up. And you know what? I think we're a little impatient plat when it comes to draft picks you mentioned barrett before let's not ask anyone to be an all-star in year one how about even year two or three how about let him be in the league for two or three years we're so impatient we want to see results right away whether it's daniel jones we want to see him awesome right away darnold any type of big time draft pick in this area or around the country we expect to see things right away guess what it's not like that it just isn't you can't do it it's not i mean this is the nba there's only 12 roster spots on a team it's impossible to make and if you're not great you're not going to be around but you can't be great in one year there's a lot to learn in every league nfl mlb so I almost think like the Knicks fans are gaining or or have a little more patience because they're starting to see progress. And by the way, they're starting to see progress in year one with Thibodeau. You know what I mean, Platt? Maybe look down the line and say, hey, if Thibodeau has these guys for another year or two and they are completely buying into this system, maybe other teams will want to come play for them. Maybe other teams are sick of watching Harden take 50 shots. Do you know what I mean? This team is really playing some good fundamental basketball. You mentioned the 60s and 70s, the two championship Knicks teams. You couldn't have better fundamentals than Clyde Frazier and Earl, Earl of Pearl Monroe and Willis Reed and guys like DeBusher and guys like Phil Jackson coming off. Red, Red had, he breathed fundamentals and the garden you're right it's all about that gritty tough city like hoops it's almost like without without basketball in new york city it's like not even new york city it's it's and by the way there will be some fans that i did hear the defense chant plot and it was louder than any couple thousand people would ever be in the country and you know what's cool they're gonna be in the playoffs plot even if they give you a you know, a first round, a first round loss. What if they won that first round? What if they brought it to the second round? And all of a sudden there's confidence growing. This team not only needs this team to do well, but I want free agents to also notice that the garden is on its way back. And yeah, I'm talking like, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm very hopeful and I'm very biased, but I do see the garden coming back during COVID, by the way. Can you imagine next year where, you know, all of a sudden the Knicks can actually try to get, you know, a, a top four seed again in a full 82 game season with a full garden, with another draft pick, with another free agent pickup? You know, they got a really bad rap. And with Brooklyn really, really pushing them as like the top of the city ball club. And the and all these kids are now going to grow up net fans. And you know how it works. Oh, 
And all of a sudden, the Knicks are going to say, hey, wait a minute. We're still here. We're in the garden. Your, your, your high-priced talent might walk away any day now. We're building a team here. We're not one and done. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all Nick fans. And I'm excited for this area because basketball is really important to this area. You said you nailed it before about the instant gratification part of the athlete nowadays, right? Everyone's got to come in and be LeBron and be a be an All Star their rookie year. It's not going to happen. It's not fair. RJ Barrett came out at nineteen, and and everybody expected way too much. I mean, even Zion his first year. I know he had some injuries and he came in out of shape, but he didn't have a sensational rookie year. He showed bursts of being the player that he's becoming. And you know what? He was the number one pick, so he should be an All Star. And he's having a great season. But I think the expectations around these kids are are way too high. And you touched on you know Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, and it, and it goes across every sport. You know the Rangers number one pick. He's finally starting to play well now, but it takes some time. It, it doesn't matter how good you are. The, you know, we've been blessed because we got to watch Gretzky. We got to watch Jordan. We've got to watch LeBron at the start of his career. And we've watched these players come through that arguably outside of, you know, we've talked about Babe Ruth in the past. We've seen potentially Tiger Woods, like the best in sports, in each sport. So we've been really lucky, but that doesn't yeah, come around. Couple, there's only a couple Griffey Juniors and A-Rods at 19. Let's exactly. Exactly. And, and the expectations are too high. And with social media, we're just so used to instant gratification so you do have to give these guys time and it's a different league now too right like these guys are coming in at 18 19 as opposed to we talked about it a few shows ago where guys stayed for four years in college and they were more nba ready so it takes these guys some time to learn the game and it, it's a different league you talked you talked before about bringing the ball up court how hard will bring the ball up court or lebron will bring the ball up court i was talking to my brother about this the other day you realize that lebron basically is the same size as carl malone and carl malone is a power forward when we grew up like it is just a different league great point great point and Platt I'm glad you brought up that because that's what I wanted to transition to um, I want to touch on March Madness but I also want to touch on the college game because we've talked about this offline uh, we've talked about it on the show as well how we can't name more than like five college basketball players now I think the NBA would benefit from a new rule but my mom actually asked me recently she goes well why don't you know the college basketball players anymore right and why why is the college basketball sport hurting so much I said mom because this is America and you cannot tell a kid when he's 18 years old and he's good enough to play in the NBA that he can't go make a hundred million dollars for family who might not even have a house or living in a trailer do you think he cares about that you know that western civilization course he's taken in the fall and right right when the season is over they actually withdraw from class and then go train for the draft. Same with football. These kids are not student athletes anymore that are one and done players. Duke and Kentucky will not be in the tournament this year. We've talked about it. There's a reason why. Because Duke and Kentucky are now recruiting one and done players because they need to win the title that year. They know they're leaving. But what they can do is give them that one-year platform, because since they can't come out of high school anymore, they can give them that one-year platform. Education means absolutely zero. They can go to class in the fall, have their, you know, their aides make them pass the courses, and then right when the season ends, okay? My biggest example is a kid from Duke. 
Now, I, I can argue both sides of this, Platt, just because I, I, I know certain situations of all these players and their, and their home life and what's ahead of them. Like I said, it's America. Guy has a, guy has a chance to make $100 million and set his family up for life. See you later, class. See you later getting hurt. The best player on Duke this year, Platt, when he found out that Duke was probably not going to make the tournament, he opted out of the season and said, that's it. My college career is done because I'm not going up to Wake Forest next week and tearing my MCL. You know what I'm going to do? I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not going to class. I'm not going to another practice for Coach K. You know what I'm doing? I'm going out to California, work out with my trainer in a gym by myself, and I'm getting ready for the NBA draft where I'm going to be a top five pick, and that's sports today. In football, Oklahoma, why play a bowl game? Eight guys opted out. What if they get hurt? They're giving up millions and millions of dollars. I cannot argue with Adam Silver's rule on on making them stay one year, but college basketball will never be the same again when you have players literally going onto campus for maybe six months, Platt, and then they wave bye-bye. I don't care if you gave me an F in that course. Guess what? I'm walking out of class like Jeff Spicoli in Fast, His, Fast Times Richmond High. I'm out of here. Large pizza right here. So basically, you cannot if you can't keep these great college athletes, no more student athletes, these great college athletes on these teams, me and you will not be able to name who they are. They will not be able to promote the game like they could with a Christian Leitner or Ewing or Jordan or even, you know, um, a Reggie Miller, an Isaiah Thomas who left after sophomore year. Carmelo Anthony left after one year, after he won the title. He wanted to go feed his family, help his mom. I, it's unfortunate, but March Madness is the only thing, Platt, that actually can grab even someone like me this year, which is sad because I love the game. I'm not interested in the regular season for college. I can't name any players. I love Clemson, but I, they're down south. They're on like Jefferson Pilot Network, occasionally on ESPN. They're going to make the dance. I'll root for them. I don't know any of those players, Platt. The only player we're ever going to know is a, a great player is that if he stays till his junior year. And and Platt, do you do you see that happening? I mean, give me your honest opinion. No, I don't. And we we talked about this a few weeks back, and our, yeah. you know our group text with our home buddies. We we talk about it a lot. College basketball is yes, they this sport needs a tremendous March Madness more than any other sport needs to shine at this moment right here right now because it is. It is borderline irrelevant, and you're gonna you're gonna have some new teams in this tournament, right? Because you have a lot of the big schools that aren't gonna be there, or the big schools that aren't that good this year. So, like, think about it. think about it this way. I think Gonzaga's undefeated, right? Is anyone talking about that? Like, can- hey, guess what? Great point. I looked at the score the other night. They're down six by BYU, and I go, wait a minute, does that say twenty five and zero? I go, yeah. holy shit! So I sent a few texts out. They're like, yeah, I didn't know that. 
No, no one knows that. And and do you remember when UNLV was running the table with Larry Johnson and Greg Anthony and those guys? I mean, Stacey Ogman, you you stayed up till two a.m. Anderson Hunt, Anderson Hunt. you stayed up till two a.m. to watch them play a West Coast game. And Platt, no one has actually gone undefeated because uh, the last team to do it is the '76 Hoosiers with Quinn Buck. Because that team lost to Duke. They won it the year before, but they lost to Duke in the uh, in the final four. Then Duke ended up being a uh, beating Kansas. But you're right. We were so enamored about wait a week because we weren't we were one years old when it happened. We were so enamored by a team possibly going undefeated, and not even that team. You know, they might have been taking some money on the side plot. Let's be serious, but um, there was a bad call on Hunt that really threw that game into this into Duke's hands. But that was like our biggest thing. Like I had the UNLV numbers written on my notebook. Like you could name the whole lineup. Right. Case in point, right? You just you just name more players on the UNLV nineteen ninety team than you could name in college basketball. That, Absolutely. Is that, safe, is that safe to say? It is safe to say. And, you, and but, but bags, you know Even what? Jr. Riders on the bench. But but here's the thing: it's and it's not about age; it's about relevancy. Because I watch and I know college football, and I watch all the other sports, and I know the players. College basketball, because the the lack of talent, the lack of marketability, the lack of these guys staying in school, the one and done guys. Like, yeah, maybe it was fun for a few years when Calipari had all those great freshmen, and D Rose was at Memphis, and you know these. These guys were phenomenal, but now, like, you got the G League going on. You got, got like Ball Brothers going overseas to play. Like college basketball is not like I haven't seen a sport that's fallen off and has gone to this mo- amount of irrelevancy in a long time. Like for me, and I'm not sure about the ratings, but like hockey is more important than college basketball. They need a great, great, great March Madness to get back on the national stage. And I texted you this morning. You know what it needs? Our buddy Rick Bettino and our local Iona Gale team because he upset the number one team in the conference last night. In Who Siena. was the number one team? Sienna? C- Sienna, yeah. Okay. I mean, me and you didn't even know that. but No. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, wow, Patino. In a couple years, Platt, I think Patino is going to have Iona in a special place. Mark my words. But can you imagine? He's two games away from bringing a team in his first year with COVID, not playing a full season. He's played 15 games. He was 10-5 and five regular season. He didn't recruit all these players. Could you imagine that story, Platt? This, the NCAA would beg would beg for a Patino-led Gale Iona team. Are you kidding me? That right. would play. And you know what? Seton Hall and St. John's are not only on the bubble, I think they're last four out by Lenardi. Iona would really not only help, you know, our our area and the local papers, but it would be so good for college basketball to see not only Patino on the sidelines, but Iona? I mean, let's let's be honest. Yeah, and again, they need stories. They need relevancy. They need yeah. something that's going to make March. You know, you hope that when March Madness rolls around here, that you have eight buzzer beaters day one and great games, and the games are close. And you know what's going to happen? The people who 
love college basketball are going to say, see, this is what's great about the sport. You don't need Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina and the same schools every year to be great. You need more of a level playing field, which is what we have now. We don't have this, the, the power conferences. I mean, this is very much unlike, it's almost the opposite of college football when it comes to the best teams, right? Like the, there are teams that are, are good right now that couldn't be good in college football. So that'll be the argument, but they just need a great March Madness. And yeah, I own it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We need a couple buzzer beaters. You know, we got teams like Drake replacing Duke. Right. We're going to, I mean, if there's ever a, a time, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but if there's ever a time for, you know, a few mid majors to go into the Sweet 16 and possibly an Elite Eight, this would be great because they need it. And then, Platt, you fall in love with a Davidson again or, you know, I know Butler's in the Big East, but I still consider him a, you know, a mid-major. All of a sudden, you're 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 learning about this school who didn't have a gym for two months. Like they really got to really go in detail about the stories of these teams because it really could be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. The one thing that I'll say that I know you don't like, um, and it has to do with the NFL. Do you know the only thing I'm seeing about March Madness plot is DraftKings brackets wagering any type of any type of promotion other than the sport plat is why this is actually always going to stay a popular event. You're right. That's the re- that's the reality plat. I know you don't like it, either do I, but it is it's like plat every other email I get is about the brackets and DraftKings and FanDuel, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. and, and Platt people love this, you know, they, they love to gamble, number one. Number two, they all have accounts, even if they're not, I mean, housewives are betting on this, Platt, all right? As long as you can get a free account and it's legal, you're not doing anything wrong. And it, and it, and it, and it gains interest, you know what I mean? Kids are probably doing it uh, without their parents' knowledge possibly, but it's something, <clears throat> That is overtaken sports, but Platt, when a sport is dying, all of a sudden it gets picked up by, oh, well, I could win this pool for 10 grand. I love college basketball. No, you don't. <laughs> right. You don't know anything. No, it's guesses. And the person who wins the pool or the tournament picks like their favorite colors. It always seems to Did watch one way. game all year, Platt. But well, Bags. Anyway, Platt, yeah, go ahead. What I was just going to say, was there anything better, though, when you were younger and you, you watched the the conference championships and then i think it was at like six o'clock on cbs they revealed the brackets you went you got it from like the new york post because there was no getting it online back in the day and you cut it out and you started filling it out and you you compared it to what your buddies had like it was such an exciting exciting process i just remember like looking forward to it every year and well, maybe- i used to write I, I used to write the teams down because i couldn't wait for it to come out in the paper the next day before they put up the brackets electronically on the graphic yeah i could i couldn't be more more excited for it now i'm gonna watch it sunday too just because clemson's in it i want to see i want to see who's on the bubble who doesn't get in i always root for my sister's school indiana as well um i'm hope I'm, I'm you know danny hurley's gonna be in with uconn i'm upset for the arizona state sun devils because i usually root for bobby when he's coaching yeah you know i think he needs a big year he's gonna be out of there soon but platt while i have golf on the rover we, we're gonna wrap it up soon uh, i want to get your take on a really quickly 
the Tiger Woods situation, um, what what impact it's had on the sport this year. What do you think um, of the players, the upcoming Masters? I'm looking forward to this tournament. It's one of my favorite at Sawgrass. Uh, give me a few minutes on that because it is such a nice course to watch and I'm jealous of this weather. So give me some golf plat. Yeah, I mean, the Tiger thing, obviously, it's awful. And I, I know they're doing an investigation, so I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Let's see kind of what that nets out at. But in terms of him as an athlete, I mean, you just hope he's able to walk and play golf again. And you know, I'm sure he probably won't be the same Tiger Woods. But Bags, if there's maybe... F- five athletes in history that you could name would you ever doubt him coming back i mean i could 100 percent see him coming back and he might not win a major but i could see him winning a golf tournament it would not surprise me the determination the focus and how much of a competitor he is very much like mj uh i just i could see it happening and it would be great for the game i like how all the players rallied around him and a lot of them wore red on that sunday um after the car accident it obviously will have an impact on the ratings to an extent but you know what the way bryson and these guys are playing right now you got a lot of great young golfers and uh, and literally every week or each week you don't know who's going to win i like that speed is playing good golf again i like having him on the leaderboard he's got to figure too, out actually. a way to close yeah me too Platt. i like seeing speed um especially because it's almost like he was so young when he won now it's like almost like a comeback and he's still in his mid-20s um i was actually happy to see what marikawa did about thanking tiger brought Years. Mm-hmm. It was his, most of these guys idolize the guy, and now they're actually becoming good friends with him. I heard an interesting point someone made about 15 years ago. Tiger Woods was uncomfortable if you were comfortable in front of him. It's done a total 360. Tiger Woods is now a completely different person on tour. Mm-hmm. Loves the young guys, and they said Tiger is uncomfortable if you're not comfortable in front of him. Yeah, I mean, used to be, Platt used to be unapproachable. Bags like it, the transformation is unbelievable, and obviously a lot of that had to do with what happened to him and everything that went on with his wife and the cheating and getting caught in the accident. But can you imagine all of a sudden, like in in his prime? Like I, I know it happened to an extent, but can you imagine Michael Jordan? Like it's so crazy to watch the transformation that has occurred with Tiger Woods and, and, and Platt. That. And, and Platt, I, I'll be honest with you. I was not a Tiger fan because I wanted Jack to have the record. I love that Jack is Jack and my son's Jack. And he finished second 19 times. Okay? Jack is the greatest of all time in my mind. I don't want Tiger to break his record. And I didn't really love Tiger, especially when he went through that just awful time. Uh, you know, he was hanging out with Jordan Barkley. And, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I was an LT fan, so I don't judge anybody off the field. But I got to say, I'm starting to like this Woods more and more every day. And as a sports fan, I almost want to see him make this miraculous comeback, like a like a Bernard King comeback, Platt. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's almost good. It's almost, I mean, he's got rods and screws. If there's anybody who can do it, I'm going to say it's Mr. Tiger Woods. Any athlete, I'm saying, Platt, in any sport. 
sport. This yes. guy is is sick in the head. And, okay. and I, in fact, I get I get the Jack thing, and I think he will go down as probably the greatest golfer of all time. But in my opinion, and you could argue with me, Tiger changed the game more than anyone has golf. Oh, he, he, oh not not even a question. Probably, uh, uh, he he he'll probably go down as one of the most famous athletes ever. Or if he's yeah. not already. I mean, it's like it's it's, it's, it's it's him, it's Ruth, it's Muhammad Ali. Like the, there are guys who just Those change the sport. Right. Yeah. They change the sport. And I'll throw Jordan in there. Yes. I'll get you. On a global level, what Jordan did for the NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. Ruth is one in my book for in, in anything, but I can't I can't put anyone second. I could put the three guys you just said in in, in a class of one B. Right. And a big tie. There's the dog, Platt. We could go to a show with that dog. <laughs> he, he's 10 miles away from me right now. So technology <laughs> is insane that you can even hear him. Listen, Bob, the, the bags and Platt podcast, you know, we got a good budget. We got good equipment. We can, I know. We can, we, we can pick up anything on these uh, microphones these days. <laughs> But Very anyway, pleasure, bro. Buddy. Oh, great show. I'm so happy to actually be back with you. And I look forward to next week. I'm hoping you can fit me in in, uh, in between your croquet and, uh, and golf and ping pong and, uh, you know, the senior center. <laughs> so make sure you got you got your shuffleboard arm ready. And uh, I look forward to it. And uh, anything else you got to say, Platt, you can wrap it up. Uh, the dog says have a good day, everybody. All right, my man. Have a great day. All See right. you next week, everyone. Take care.